Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello to you, my bitches. It's Tilly here from the podcast you're about to listen to. This week, we are chatting about the artist Tracy Emin with our amazing guest, Katie Wicks. Before we start, I just want to give a little trigger warning for discussions of sexual assault and eating disorders in this episode. As ever, please rate us five stars on the iTunes if you haven't already. It honestly is all that's keeping me going. Thanks. Now it's on with the bitching. Welcome back to Bitchin. This is the podcast where we talk about people. And every week we talk about a different person. And sometimes we have people on to talk about people. Which we do this which week. Which we do this week. I'm so excited. We have the wonderful Katie Wicks. Hello. And we are here in her house and she's made us tea. Thank you for And she's tea. assembled some birds for a lovely <laughs> chorus outside. And who do you want to bitch about? I want, I don't know if it's bitching well this is the thing I wanted, I'd like to talk about Tracy Emin if I may yes you may. but in the in the course of um, reminding myself about what it is that I found interesting about her yeah over these last few days a refresher course mm. um, I've kind of slightly fallen in love with her same yeah she's really fabulous. yeah I love yeah. her yeah, yeah. we don't have to hate on this podcast. You can when we I say came bitch, in with it's... some prejudices, but yeah. and I still don't have the answers. We'll come to that mm-hmm. because obviously, you know, like like all the best people, I think she's got a mixture of you know contradictions. Yeah. But in general, I think she's she's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah. she's everything. The thing is, generally, like when we say bitch, it's like we're bitching about someone. Because I love, I'm a massive bitch. I talk about all my friends. I'll talk about you oh, guys later great. on about what I think <laughs> yeah. is going on there. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is yeah. more about than me, like. Though. No, never about no. me. I do it to your face. But yeah, <laughs> um, no, I actively enjoy reflecting on wh- where people went wrong. When did you? Same. When did you um, <laughs> first? Uh, when did Tracy and oh, first cross That's your a really radar? great question. So it's quite a long answer. It's quite a sentimental answer, actually. Um, my my dad who died maybe I think it's coming up to a year. That's his painting there. So he was a really oh, talented wow. artist. That's incredible. There's like a painting of a woods, listeners, that I'm looking at, which is up on my... It's beautiful. It, what I like about it as well is you don't get frames like that anymore. It's like a gold, ornate yeah. frame. And now, like you know, modern frames are just these kind of... You haven't got any. ...functional. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's a sort of... It looks like something from a... Like a kind of Rococo. It shouldn't go in this flat, but strangely it does. He, um, it was always the thing we really bonded over when I was little, was painting and drawing. And he was, had all these books about old masters and things like that and the Impressionists and all that kind of thing. And I was always really into it. It was something that we shared. And then when I was a teenager, 
when the sensation exhibition happened, you know, the one that kind of made her famous and launched her. Is that the one with the bed? Yes, exactly. And it was all those people like Damien Hirst and Sarah Lucas oh, and Rachel mm-hmm. White reading people like that. And, mm-hmm. and I remember when I saw that as a teenager, I thought, oh... No, that I, that's the kind of stuff I like from now on. It's not like mm. stuff that my dad liked. So it was the first time there was like a separation of of interests. So I kind of liked her ever since because I just I think I identify her with um, with rebellion, but also just originality and you know creativity. I just think she's really fearless. Mm. Yeah. Well, all of her work just in case anyone doesn't know, is autobiographical mm. artwork. And I guess it's really rare as well to just see... Like that bed thing where it was it was a construction of her bed and yeah. to see a woman's kind of domestic setting yeah. but in such a chaotic way that we actually completely go, that's real. Do you know the, the story behind the bed? No. So um, I rewatched her on the South Bank show, which I really recommend for anyone who wants a, an introduction to her. Um, the bed basically came about because she was having this depressive episode where she'd gone out drinking, come back, and basically didn't get out of bed for four days. Wow. And past a certain point, she was like, I'm either going to stay here and die, but if I can get myself to the kitchen and drink some water, I'll be fine. She, oh she said she crawled to the kitchen to get mm. some water, came back and looked at the bed and she said she went, that's it. Yeah. Oh my but God, also when she said that she kind of put a frame around it mm. and said, actually, this has kept me alive, it's held me up. Mm. And I think that about my bed because, because since I'm living in this flat, there's been so much bereavement and things happening. And I, I would say to my friends, like, I can't, there's something about my bed, it became like this pit of grief. And when I heard her saying that, I thought, actually, no, it's like it's it's holding me up and it's keeping me mm. rested and safe. When I the first time I saw the bed, it was really funny. It was in Edinburgh, in that gallery there, that quite the big one, that's off the. I only know it based George on Street. Ve- venues. For <laughs> is it near C Main? C Main, R.I.P. It was really funny because uh, so there was this really there was this sort of like guy in his fifties, the um, like a, a t- attendant guy. I can't think what you call them. Steward. I, me and my best friend specifically went to see the bed, and we said to him, "Which room's the bed in?" And he seemed really sort of pissed off that he had to that the bed was there he's really like oh, really like snobby almost I think because he was just like a sort of guy in his 50s who just thought it was really disgusting that that was in his like nice gallery I know? love that I think that's the point isn't it that. yeah and the thing I when I finally saw it it was only about seven years ago and I remember thinking it was actually not it was quite tame I was expecting mm. something so because of the fuss that was made mm. of like the condoms and the cigarettes and the stains yeah. mm. but then actually like um yeah I remember thinking oh like well that that could easily be times in my life that's not that shocking yeah it's it was kind of quite quiet and it I think it was just at the time she always says that that no one the fact that no one had done it before mm. was also so mm. key mm. People have made art from objects before, but I think no one had thought to put their their bed in a gallery. Also, autobiographical stuff has been done before, but rarely mm. from 
a sort of working class woman. Yeah. And so it just is an original voice, particularly in the art world, which is really yeah. elite. Um, and I know someone yeah. asked her, why did you do autobiographical stuff? And she said, because I am better than anything I've ever made, which yeah. I thought also was quite... I was surprised because so much of it is about trauma and her kind of traumatic experiences. I was surprised that was such a kind of self-love position yeah. of actually wanting to represent herself because she thought she was worth that like value and that's what she's made a decision that she's she like how art has value she's got value in that yeah I'm reading her I'm halfway through her book it's kind of um because I'm writing a book as well at the, at the moment and what I love about it is that it's like she doesn't hide the fact she left school at 13 mm. it's not like well-constructed sentences but it's totally vulnerable it's, to- it's so honest mm. It's so real. But I, I remember when it came out, it was like 2005 or something. You might want to fact check that. But I remember there was um, one of those late review type things when they were reviewing her book. And this woman said, oh, I, I wish it had been edited by someone that loved and cared for her. And I know that really mm. like stung. I thought that was such an awful thing to say. And mm. I think about it all the time oh, when I'm writing so in an autobiographical way. Like... I suppose the implication was like she's she's said too much and that someone should have protected her and that made me feel really sort of like voyeuristic when I read mm. it because it is so yeah. honest and shocking and that she was it's like it's abuse and rape and mm. yeah. that she was sexual from such a young age yeah. but doesn't even sort of say doesn't really have an opinion about it just kind yeah. of so matter of fact it's just like an, an itinerary of things that were done to her yeah. and I, that really haunts me that thing all the time whenever I write something honest you know that someone would read it and go oh ouch you if someone cared for yeah. her they would have gone you shouldn't say that out loud it really mm. scares me but I like, also what's too much yeah I also <laughs> wonder if part of like why Tracy Emin was so reviled when she came out with the bed and, and the tent everyone had ever slept with that, that work mm. I wonder if part of it it kind of rebels against that British repression of yeah. like, oh no, don't say what you really feel because that will be awful for mm. everyone at dinner. And it's like, yeah, no, it's actually, there is. Yeah. I think no one could watch an interview with Tracy Emin and think, oh, there's one of life's victims. Yeah, don't you know. watch, you watch, and she always says, my work won't be any good when I'm dead, which I disagree with, but I understand why she says that. Because she's part, she's like living art. Yeah. And, yeah, and the person who said that she, you know, that idea of needing protection also makes an assumption that there's no construction at all yeah. to it. Because although it's autobiographical, it is controlled, and she is oh, yeah. totally mm. in control of what she's putting out there. Because I don't know if yeah. you saw, she says that she curates. Yeah curates and thinks yeah. and edits it's and so it's not all true everything's a decision yeah, yeah. and um, I think that's really clear with a f- I don't know if you saw the her ex-boyfriend from when she was 14 um, auctioned a love letter oh, that he sent yes, her so yes. she was 14 at the time and he was 22 that's so right. that in itself is nonce really alert <laughs> nonce nonce in the building yeah. and she, she was really hated re- it, she really she? hated it because and, and a lot of people were saying but you put yourself out there so this is what you should expect and the argument that she made was no I make a choice about you know she's empowered by what mm. she puts out there so then this guy who was 22, you know, having a sexual relationship with a 14-year-old, to then still be kind of controlling her and abusing her 30 yeah, years later just right. made me go, gross. I also, what I think is really interesting about, like, the more recent interviews as well, is that um, because of, 
It's interesting the way she's, she's treated differently from other artists, like underestimated, I think. Like mm-hmm. the fact that in interviews people say things like, and of course you can actually draw and paint, yeah. people would be surprised to hear. <laughs> like it's such a sort of defensive position. Like yeah. it's infuriating because you don't hear that with other artists. Picasso. You say, oh, I'm, you know, like she, has, yeah. like she should have to prove that she also has skill. The fact that she was like, she taught drawing at the Royal Academy. She was like the head of the department, wasn't she? The yeah. first female to do that, which is unbelievable. I really like her drawings, but because she I, draws more now, doesn't she? She's yeah. moved towards yeah. kind of a way a little delicate watercolors. But yeah. then I've heard people say, "Oh, we were expecting something shocking, and we get this kind of." So it's like yeah. she can't win if she's yeah. not shocking, and also like That's these so interviews with these old like these old dinosaurs interview her and. You could tell that they um, they make all these assumptions about her, and she's constantly having to kind of explain herself that she's more than one thing, mm. which I do relate to. I think anyone, anytime you're known for one thing, it's like people can't handle the idea that you might be something else, yeah. especially as a woman. Yeah, yeah. It, that is just so infuriating. I don't know why people have to do that. I listened to her Desert Island Discs this morning, yeah. and um, oh, I'm definitely going to listen to that as it goes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But, is it Sue Lawley that used to do it, the old one? This is going to become a, a just bitching about Sue. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a lot. But she was so like, um, it's really like a bit condescending, mm. and you could tell that she had this version of Tracy Emin mm. in her head as this sort of like rebellious, crazy, outrageous mm. pixie, and the stuff she was saying was just like very sensitive, very thought through. And, like, very sort of, like, forcing people to witness all this pain. I think that's what makes people uncomfortable as well, isn't it? It's like, she doesn't want to be rescued, but she just talks about her pain Mm. all the time. Mm. And you can hear interviewers being like, well, I don't know how to say, like, oh, I'm so sorry, are you okay? Or, you know, they just kind of go, oh, okay, that's interesting. So this is about being raped. Great, and when did you paint this? It's so, so, so sort of blurred. But it, it's so amazing that it's out there that she's that she's just talking about her unhappiness. Mm. But she's a millionaire, and yeah. she just there's a bit in her book, and it's so extraordinary. It says something like, "Here I am, an anorexic, alcoholic, childless, beautiful woman." <laughs> <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like I've never, I just haven't read many books by someone who's in that state. Mm, yeah. It's incredible mm. to me. It's interesting how ahead of her time she was as well because yeah. it's, she was talking. I saw an interview where she was talking about the Me Too movement and she was so, saying it's so amazing that it's happened, but it's all I've ever been doing is saying, yeah, talk about so your trauma, true. become an owner of your trauma in order to kind of move on mm. and find a way of, of going to the next phase of your life. And she's like, it's so great. That's now what's actively encouraged. And I yeah. bet what I hope, and I wonder why she thinks her work won't have value anymore is because she's trying to create a culture where actually it's okay to just talk about things that have happened to you and it mm. not be an extreme and a shocking. And yeah. the reason she got so much profile and gets so much profile is because it still is quite unusual in our culture. But I wonder if her kind of hope is that it will become less and less provocative when she it's really shocking when she something I read when she talked about being raped she said she called it being broken into and said that that was the term that got used oh I was broken into last wow. night and that people went oh you know wow. and even her mum went you know yeah. like this is what happened I, when I speak to like old sort of glamorous actresses in the 
sort of 60s and 70s yeah. that there's a really heartbreaking thing sometimes where they all their stories about the acting in the you know in the 60s and 70s seem to end in oh and then you know he locked me in the dressing room and felt me up whatever and they say it with this total kind of like passivity yeah. yeah the way my mum kind of used to a bit like oh you know that's what happened that's that's, that's what men do matter of factness yeah, yeah. my mum was always like that's just what men do darling and like it's terrifying even when she was talking about the violation she said that because on the Desert Island Discs, Sue thingy says, why didn't you report it? And you just think, like, oh, if you were, like, what? 13, you're working class, you're not even going to school, what part of your brain is going to know that that's, that something bad has even happened to you? Yeah. If it's so normal. I remember that feeling so clearly, like, of not wanting to draw attention to yourself, not, not wanting to, like, make a fuss, mm. thinking that you somehow probably invited the attention, mm. like... It's so maddening when people say, well, why didn't you sort of say anything? Mm. And she did. She said something to her mum. The fact she's saying that on Desert Island Disc, that's the yeah. response. I know. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's really... I hope we are moving away from that now. But also, I think what's amazing with the kind of the fact that she talks about her trauma is that kind of... Um, I guess... Um, I'm trying to find the right wording of it. She's never... I think what people find disarming is the fact that, like you say, people expect her to be this, like, oh, I'm Tracy, I'm in, I'm with Mama. And actually, she's, like, a deeply sensitive person who talks about their trauma in a way that's not like, oh, woe is me, I'm the worst, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone, blah, blah, blah. It's, like, so open, and there's such a... And there's such a power in that, Mm -hmm. I think, to be like, this happened to me... And now I'm making art about it, yeah. and now you're viewing it. Yeah. I think that is like a. She's she's she talks about the bed on the South Park show. And she says that there was a a transference of energy yeah. when people went and saw the bed. Which yeah. I went as soon as she said that, like every it's happening again. All my all my hairs on my body yes. stood on end because I was like, God, that is so powerful to take your pain and make something yeah. that you've chosen to make. I just think it's like one of the most it's healing like, um, things you could do. It's it's like it's about connection as well, isn't mm. it? Like if someone, if you made some art about your pain and people saw it and understood it, I would feel I would just feel like I'd connect. I'd done something. Mm. People had got it, and I would feel so connected. Mm. And that it was somehow more bearable that it had happened or something as well. It always people, feels like that when people, you make something yeah. out of something mm. totally and she will have impacted people well it's interesting you saying you went and saw her work and then you were like that's now what I like and that's the work that I make because that's actually not about her also it's about you and the the impact that it's having on you which is really rare to go around an yeah. art gallery particularly as a young woman I think and go oh I really relate to this yeah completely. and I think it's it's true and even the way she makes things I saw a video where she was in a studio and she was mixing paints in this really like crappy plastic oh yes thing. I've seen that and she was one, saying yeah. you know I don't use the proper equipment I just do what I want to do and to, she used to paint in um 
was it oils and then oh yeah and then she had a breakdown she had a breakdown so the smell reminded the smell. her of that so now she only paints in acrylics and and she, she says it in such a matter of, she's like oh yeah no I had a breakdown I can't use oils anymore <laughs> yeah. and it's like she literally doesn't she's yeah. not inviting you to be like oh poor yeah. Tracy it's like yeah, this yeah. happened to me and I can't use the oils anymore actually I'm, <laughs> just it's occasionally yeah. I do think I wonder if she is getting the right help like <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if she's on medication like I wonder if it's hard to get a sense of like how she is when she's mm-hmm. on her own. That's another thing about the oversharing is like mm. there is it is kind of even though you do feel connected to her, it is hard to get a sense of how she might be yeah. as yeah. a person because yeah. her default state is this happened to me, blah blah blah. She's classic big ego, low self esteem, like all yeah. creatives. Yeah, because she talks about her ego, and I really respect that. Mm. She works so hard, clearly, mm. and that's the thing I think she says all the time that it's just hard work and that she has worked so hard yeah. David Hockney says that he said that in something I was watching the day that like great artists aren't bohemians they're grafters and I think yeah, that's true like so true. you don't get to be where she is without mm. just tons of hard work she says it I think it might be in the same interview I was quoting earlier where she says if you're an artist who wants to just sit and paint all day then this is not the industry for you like yeah. you need to be She's in her studio. She's got four floors, and it's all full of offices of mm. her accountants and people mm. who are working for. Her and it's the, not the business just, yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'm terrible at all of that. I'm really, really. I tried to get more kind of with it. Pay attention. It's mm. so boring. <laughs> it's so boring, <laughs> and it kills the creativity as well. It's such a fine line balancing the two. And mm. I guess she can afford to have lots of people working for her and doing that side of it. Yeah. But still. The slightest bit of like, whenever anyone puts pressure on me to do anything, even like a tiny, even just like a inquiry about how is it going, yeah. I immediately drop that because it's too much pressure and like, start yeah. writing the thing that no one knows about or <laughs> no one's yeah. asked about. Exactly. Yeah. It's like so not being able to stare directly at the sun or something. I, yeah, I totally relate this to that. It's crazy. I think it's mad to, and I think I'm always so impressed, particularly with her, if you're doing autobiographical stuff. Yeah you're then really dependent on things happening in your life, I yeah. don't know, and, or at least having an uh, an opinion about the world and a way of viewing the world. That's the truth. Can I eat this? Was it bad for sound? No, no go ahead. I got into trouble once for eating up. Do you know what? I'm going to join then, you and have the other strawberry dream. Interestingly, she said the other day that she'd created something because of a dream she'd had, and you sort of think, oh, so she's... It's like you can be a vessel. Mm. That's open at the same time. And... Oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. The noises from chocolate wrappers. I know what you mean, because at the moment when I'm writing about things, all I can think is to write about things that were bad. It never occurs to me to write about, like, a joyful thing. (laughs) That's so interesting. Oh, it's coffee. Oh, Oh, sorry. Got another one. Okay. I think that's... Hazel. Mm. my good friend Hazel (laughs) I think that's really human my friend went to therapy the other day and she was told to bring 20 key moments from her life Mm. and she brought them and the therapist said I didn't ask you to bring 20 key bad moments from your life and I was like whoa And and it implied that she's got a really negative way of looking but I don't think that's true I think that's what you you assume that the things mm. that have had the most impact on you are the bad mm. things and the negative things because if they're good then you tend to have dealt with them in a different way than making a big picture mm. like she does with a trauma and so I've started to think this is really bleak but the most joy I get at the moment it's things being over yeah when something's been that's difficult that's fucking brilliant and it ends 
such a wonderful feeling. <laughs> yeah. Or like when some exercise is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Are you You've loving, done the yeah. thing and it's ended. Are you waiting for this to be over right now? No. <laughs> Are you enjoying Brexit at the moment? <laughs> no, I, don't, I mean, I guess enjoy isn't the right word. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I've become really good at swerving um, with Uber drivers and stuff. I've become really good at like... <laughs> Taking the wheel. Not talking about it. <laughs> 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 driving. I meant swerving. Got the like... Or with um, just with cab drivers in general, when they start talking about it, I can pretty much tell straight away, like how wh- which way the conversation's going, mm. and just to keep the peace, I have a way of talking about it without mm. getting mm. into it. Mm. So I've become quite good at that. I always think I've actors are good at that. Mm. Mm. I always think actors are like. Was it you who told me? Who told me? Well, probably avoidance as well. Yeah. Mm. Avoidance. Um, yeah. It's like that thing of like I think a lot of actors can tell where a conversation's going because it's like we've been we've been in improvisations or <laughs> scenes yeah. in which we can like hear someone's tone of voice You're that so we're like, good at, like dialogue yeah that we think this might lead into idea. a question about this so or this right. might lead into them telling me that their brother is an extra in EastEnders and that's the same as what is that I why do. We're all really anxiety riddled because you're always forward planning for like what's coming next in the scene of life because yeah. you're always like going scenario scenario where are they going with that and yeah. you're planning for it and that's what anxiety yeah. is isn't it being like hyper prepared for all outcomes of everything yeah mm. like hyper vigilance because she's um tracy emmons come out and is being quite staunch about her opinion of not wanting to leave the eu so yeah. she's a talk she's like publicly she voted, remain, didn't she she? voted remain and she's she was on was it andrew marsh she was on a show recently reading out her letter that she's written to Theresa may and encouraging uh, everybody oh, to I haven't heard that. write letters because she's saying she does so much mm. work in europe and she's very proud to be british right um her politics is really interesting because she yeah it is she, i think she's a neoliberal essentially I, yeah. as far as i can tell it's her conservative leanings mm. are i think they're associated with the fact that she, she's got money. She's got money. First she doesn't foremost. want to pay tax. That's the she main. She doesn't want to pay thing. tax. Yeah. But also, I think she's. Um, I mean, her star kind of rose under New Labour under that yeah. kind of yeah. the idea of like rich people being philanthropists yeah. and them deciding what they did with their money. And I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, I agree. I also think that people talk about her being this anomaly in the art world for being a Tory, and I don't. I think that's really misleading because actually the art world is very wealthy and yeah, absolutely. It was last time I was in the I was in the Royal Academy, and then uh, we were looking at. So did you mm, have a painting? I did. Yeah, that's my varnishing day framed invitation. So you had a painting (gasps) at the Royal Academy. Yes. What? In the summer exhibition? No, I sold it. It was a nude. It was a bum. Can we see it? Have you got a... Was it your bum? I've got a, It wasn't. Was it Tilly's bum? I've got it on my phone. I'm so, so impressed. That's amazing. So not... Yeah, last summer. Not the one. It's about to start... What is it? Yeah, it's about to start again. I didn't enter this year because of various... Yeah, it was a huge deal. And oh, my I think, God, amazing. Woo, woo. Thank you. It was about... Um, it was about eight weeks after Dad passed away, something like that. So it felt really significant yeah. that he would have really loved mm. it if your origin of art came from i mean look at his work it's amazing it's so beautiful that painting it's incredible dead, dead. it's a it's like a farting <gasps> bum yeah, i have seen wow. it yeah it that's was really so exciting. cool it was that's... in grace and perry's room which was <gasps> wow. a thrill that is if amazing I ever meet him 
That oh, is amazing. You. you can see. So the he inst- chose it. Yeah, oh, I think so. Grace, I want that's to cry. Amazing. I literally want to cry. That's the best thing I've so, ever seen. So for no. podcast listeners, yeah, can you do an audio like, description? So it's like a, a very beautiful back um, of a woman, back oh. of a woman with like a voluptuous bottom, and then there's like a kind of like uh, comedy fart coming out of the bum. It was called a little trump. That's why I think it got in. A little trump. It's like a pathetic attempt. At <laughs> I love that's that. So that's so cool amazing. because it's so it's so beautiful and then it's really funny as well. And it looks it's, like you're it looks like vandalus, like a, yes. like a classical painting that it's been almost. Oh, I like that. I'm not um, um, putting myself down. I do feel like um, because it was him. He said, "Oh, I, I want something funny, and something which is about kind of the UK now." So, you know, who knows. I feel like if it had been just a normal year, that I wouldn't have got in. If it was just based on skill, I think the fact that it no. was kind of amusing, I disagree. Helped. It was the mood. Well, that is that's art. Do you know that's who? Art. Do you know who bought it? Yeah, it was a it was a dude in Norfolk. <laughs> Fair and play to they him. Ta- I hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's really funny, actually. Well, I mean, if you listen to this, obviously I'm very grateful, but I, the address was sort of ambiguous. I couldn't tell if it was like a pub or a how or whatever. So I just emailed him and said, just out of interest, like, is, is this, what is, you know, what is it? He said, mm-hmm. it was just my house. So it's just, you know, hanging in the questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, okay, fine. Just in a house. It's just in a sex dungeon. <laughs> in a, in in a fart-themed like, sex dungeon. <laughs> in his room full of pictures of me. Um, <laughs> Like oh, I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope that's true. I hope he thinks I'm someone else <laughs> as well. Um, like a guy, <laughs> happened recently. A guy sent a picture of a just random actress in her thirties with dark hair and asked for a signature. No, yeah, did you send it back? Me. No, I just left it yeah. on the side. What we say? Oh yeah, so we we're in the RA because I've gone to see the painting. It's really sweet. They let you go in for free when it's on. Mm. So I took maybe six, seven different people oh, round, no. and just went there. It is. It was really what I really loved was hearing people say stuff about it in front of me. That was really exciting. That's amazing. It was a really amazing feeling. But we were in the shop afterwards, and I was looking at this Tracy Emin book, and I hadn't kind of thought about her for a few years mm. until like. I thought about yeah. her now, and and I said something about her, and then my friend was like, "Oh, she's so, she's a big old Tory now." I was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I didn't know this." He went, "Yeah, he he said um, that like who was it? Someone commissioned 
it must have been when David Cameron was probably in power that she one of her neons was like had been commissioned by David Cameron to be in yeah he owns yeah. one of her pieces yeah. yeah and I was I was quite upset when I heard that mm. and I was like Are you sure you, she's not just being sort of rebellious rebelling against what the norm mm. and my friend was like no it's because she's got money yeah yeah it's probably that but yeah. then she's always called herself a socialist and a feminist and um yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I think, I mean, people are, people understate the amount that having money changes your perspective yeah. on the world. Like, like I just Adele. like Adele, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you must think everything's fine. Like yeah. she said, yeah. the reason she voted Tory is because oh, isn't everything great at the moment? And you and you want to go. It's great for you at the moment yeah. because you've lost all sight of how other people live because that's mm. not your life anymore. But this is a question we we always come back to on this podcast is oh, really is it okay to like someone yeah. <laughs> even though they have views diametrically opposed to your own yeah. and we keep we keep coming back yeah. to the same thing of I mean Tracy I mean to me is so easy to love as a person yeah, yeah. I I connect so much with her when I'm watching interviews with her yeah. Yeah, I feel too. wonderful about my own life yeah. I I totally see myself in her yeah oh my god I do yeah and then and then more... when you know that about her it's it is difficult to reconcile in yeah your brain. I feel more um I feel like I have more in common with her than I do so many um like people in comedy or actors yeah it's really it's such a specific way of being in the world would you ever want to meet her oh my god yeah I'd love to meet her oh, let's get her on you should I'm sure she'd do it I feel like with her it's like that thing of like because she relates to the world in this kind of, like you said, she is living art and her relationship to her art, I feel like meeting her wouldn't be a letdown at all. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Whereas, yeah, like, I feel like meeting anyone, they always say don't meet your heroes, yeah. and I think in, like, 70% of cases it's probably a good idea. But also, don't you think that um, you can meet, like, you can meet someone, you can be in such different versions of you on different days mm-hmm. that it would just, you know, it's just the way it is. I I, ma- I imagine her being very much like that. That mm. on a Tuesday it would be like cool. On a Wednesday mm. it would be like a completely different experience. Yeah. Mm. Thursday, depending on like what happened when you met her. Maybe but, this is idealising her, but I feel like whatever she'd be like, she would unapologetically be herself. Yeah, this is definitely. what she just. You would so you know that true... you know that um, the video you watched of her mixing the paints yeah. and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's it's called What Do Artists Do All Day? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, that it's on YouTube. Yeah. And there's a bit where she's just sat on a sofa yeah. looking at this big canvas and she's, like, eating this sandwich. And the way she eats the sandwich... I'm sounding... You know, <laughs> I am idolising her now. But she just eats the sandwich. And I'm like, what? There's no situation in which I would be confident enough to sit in front yeah. of a camera and eat a sandwich. Yeah. Unless I've been paid a lot of money to do it and they were like, in this scene you're going to eat a sandwich. I'd be yeah. like, okay... But she's eating, like, a plain, like, white bread. I think it looks like tuna right. or something she like that. Care. And she just eats, she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to... I want. I really want to have a go at the big canvas today, but um, I, I'm going to see how I fit. And, like, just eating the sandwich. Yeah. And there's no trace of any... Yeah. Like, she's not worried Attention. about how she comes across. love the way she talks about her body like now she's older mm. when she says that she does self-portraits nudes that she's kind of painting her old body 
the sort of 20 year old's mm. body and now she's in the 50s it's a different body and that she can't accept it and oh, wow. I think I'm going to be like that like I really understand I, I, it almost feels like there's an age where you go right this is me and then anything other than that yeah. you're just like mm, yeah. no 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 this yeah. doesn't feel right I kind of really understand that yeah totally almost like you're kind of frozen in time yeah. suspended and yeah. she does have a kind of childlike quality still doesn't she oh my god yeah it must be weird and as I well. think I'm always going to have that too yeah and I guess you have this we all have the same thing if what you're doing particularly if you're writing or you're painting and, and it's autobiographical then you have already preserved yourself at 21 or whatever yeah. so then when you're painting at 45 or painting for the rest of your life you still have that solidified timeless version of you at 21 that exists whereas most people like it's fluid and transient you almost can't remember yourself mm. at that age or you've moved with it but she's so like so preserved isn't she through all those different ages yeah it's it so true cool. it's weird like, sometimes I come in late at night if I watch TV I'll see myself I'll be, <laughs> be like a repeat of something I was in when I was like 26 or something <laughs> and it is it's weird because it's like a document of you aging yeah. and I'll look and I'll think I just had no idea. My skin is <laughs> luminous. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, all I remember is the insecurity, and mm. I, to see it now, I just think, geez, I had no idea. I had no idea of like the power, the options. Mm. You know, I had. But you know, you'll do the same in ten years when you look at yourself now. I, I try and think about that. I try <laughs> and think about that. She said something the other day. I was having um, a friend of mine who um, who sort of is really into their Buddhism. Their kind of ideal. I was saying that in an interview recently, she said um, she said something as a kind of throwaway comment. She said, "I just want to, as I get older, I, I just I don't want to eat. I want to have no needs at all. I just want to have no needs. I don't. I want to be really thin. I want to be totally alone and have no needs." <laughs> that and then my friend, uh, who I think their I as a Buddhist, maybe their ideal state is to not have needs or to not have expectation, was like, "Yeah." Yeah, totally. That sounds great. That was really. I was like, no, no, no it's it wrong. Inhuman. It's wrong. Yeah, I, I was sort of thinking, no, it's eating. wrong. That's all I. That's all that's I focus on every day. That's the only joy, yeah. really. But I guess it's interesting, isn't it? Because that that state of anorexia is so like one of self sufficiency and control, mm. and don't come near me. And it felt like that's what she was saying. Like she wow. just wants to be left alone and to do art. But it's interesting. It's, that sad did the person who was interviewing her respond because that's the Tracy Emin thing as well of here's a picture of my rape and they go okay so tell us yeah. about the lines <laughs> on it he yeah he was it was called it was the it was called in conversation and he's a sociologist is that a word yeah <laughs> it sounded wrong sounds, as I said it sounds impressive um he was interviewing her he I don't think he really responded to it. I don't think anyone would know how to respond yeah. to that mm. I, well, I think a good person would know how to respond to that. He he didn't. But this is interesting about the kind of um, your relationship with your art. She said in um, I can't remember if it, I, I think it was the what do I do all day when she's like she's basically talking about the fact that she has no relationships in yeah, her life, yeah, and that her art is the thing that sustains her, mm. yeah. And I think to anyone else, they might look at her and pity her. Mm. But I, I just look at it and I was like, oh, what a fucking great life. <laughs> and I, I think yeah. that's... A, I don't know if that's because... I see freedom, yeah. for sure. And I see yeah. power. Yeah. 
and doing what the hell you like. Mm. But does that necessarily mean that you're happy? Does does happiness come with a a price tag of you have to give up some element of control? Well, it's like, you know, can women have it all, isn't it? Because that's what she said. She said, if I had children, I'd either be a terrible mum or I'd be too good a mum that I would lose the art and I don't Mm. want to lose Mm. the art. So she's saying no, I guess. Uh, Yes, that she chooses the art, which I totally get. And I think it does look amazing, but I think it's just another form of a relationship, isn't it, where Mm. that's her life is, is... her art and she clearly gets lots from it but I bet there's days when she fights with it and I bet there's days when also I guess that you can't as a woman you can't make those choices in a vacuum it's always going to feel like like I I really hope it is her her choice and Mm. that it wasn't just like hiding disappointment that she didn't have children or she didn't yeah it would be amazing because I feel like it it should be a shame free great valid choice for all women but uh, it must be quite hard to separate what you want from mm. socialisation I guess oh completely and then society's view of women of a certain age who haven't married and haven't had kids yeah. there's like an, an artwork that's like it's like a swan on top of a like oh, white yes. block it's the black swan story yeah. isn't it the and it just Thomas says Mann humiliation story. on it yeah and she was like just talking about it with like this slight smile on her face. Yeah. And that's what made me feel like, oh, this is like totally her choice, but she is she knows that she's reflecting what mm. society thinks of mm. women who choose not to have kids. I also think I know a few women in their forties that because of their emotional problems couldn't really make a relationship work and therefore mm. have children and they've all had children. Who haven't had haven't children. Had children. So, I feel like sometimes it's not like this bold choice. Sometimes it's like it's just life. Yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't able to join society in a normal heterosexual, heteronormative, you know, mm. two point four way, and they're happy in another way. But yeah, because they had because of sort of mental health issues, it wasn't necessarily the right thing. Mm. They just had to get themselves well and okay. And I also really respect that because I guess it's not about having a child if you feel like you're not on a men- you're not mentally healthy mm-hmm. enough to be a parent. I, I don't know I that I'll hear, ever feel like that. I, know, I never hear people talk about that. I really don't. I've never heard people say that that is another consideration, that they don't feel emotionally well enough <laughs> to be a parent. And I think more people should think about that, shouldn't they? I think they definitely should and it's but again it's like that shame thing of like the idea is that you just have kids and that's just what you do and I just think that that's such a an empty way of looking at it because mm. I just feel like it should be like you mm. Helen I know that like for you having kids is something that's like one loads of babies yeah and it's like a it's like a need it's yeah. like a primal need that you have and yeah. I totally respect that because I'm like that's coming from something that's really true Mm. but then when you don't want kids it's like it's like you think you know your truth and then you read something or you see something and because it's the the absence of something rather than having something Mm. it's very difficult to decide in your own mind if it is the right choice or not and that fucks with my head more and more it's the fear of regret as well isn't it because Mm. it, it feels like it's a final decision mm. totally. isn't that yeah it's the i think it's the fear of yeah just having any 
bitterness, which is such a horrible emotion, mm. and regret is a horrible emotion, and resentment, that would be awful. Mm. And the fear of being left behind as well. I always feel like that when like like my friends from back home started having kids and stuff, and mm. and I just I there's not a future in which I can imagine yeah. it for myself. I can't. It's not that I'm like oh that's totally, like, I can't ever imagine a version of myself that's capable of it, but, like, I just can't imagine ever sitting down and making the decision. Yeah. I also think that, like, that thing that Tracy Ellen says, it feels quite either-or. I think that I, I would take it, if I was a parent, I'd take it so... I feel like it would be all-consuming mm. because I would just be so scared about screwing up the kid yeah. and not being there <laughs> I feel like I would drop yeah. everything I think it that's would... exactly what she's saying is yeah, that I it... would either be yeah. shit or I'd that's all I would do yeah. mm. in quite an obsessive yeah. I think that's how I see it kind of either or she's also really because I wouldn't want to be apart from them yeah. ever yeah. Like, that would be it and you probably you probably feel <laughs> a lot of pressure intense. if you were Tracy Emin that if you did screw up your kid everyone would go of course because yeah. it's of Tracy Emin's kid of course they're yeah. off the yeah. trolley yeah, yeah. she's also been an extraordinary mother clearly yeah as well but. she's really um, I don't want to say victim of I can't think of another way of saying it. She's victim of the fact that there's only one of her as well. Yeah. Like she's representing totally so many agree. things. I think mm. if there was more main more women visible women in the art world, there wouldn't mm. be so much speculation around her personal yeah, life. It would just wise. be coincidence that she's single and doesn't have babies. And it's funny in some of these um interviews with these old blokes, these kind of old gammony art world <laughs> they treat her like they sort of have a bit of a flirt with her they would treat her like she's a little bit naughty mm. and it's all a bit sexy and she's all those things but it also made me feel really protective of her and like mm. fuck off yeah. she's she's so much more than that yeah, like, yeah. respect her I, I feel like she's having to defend herself quite a lot more yeah. than so many other people of her age who are that established would have to is what it's it feels so like and then it, but it also it's sort of um, and the implication is she's brought it on herself somehow by making kind of slutty work everyone I've ever slept with even I've never seen it in the flesh but from what I've read about it it's like as in you know being in a bed with yeah it's yeah. it's in so like it's the names of everyone that she's ever slept mm. with so it's about intimacy including yeah. her family her and it's brother. like a really like it's embroidered yeah. and it's like and the the way it was written about in the press was like it's a sex tent. There's dildos yeah. on the wall, and it's like no. It's just like it's like a it's a work about yeah. what does it mean to sleep sex next. Tent. <laughs> it's a sex tent. It's a sex tent. <laughs> it makes me think of you know the Frank, Frankie Boyle always says that thing. I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Sorry to be boring, but he always says that thing about when he says an offensive joke. Yeah, you, those those tabloid newspapers will always print the joke and then say how offended they were by it, and so yeah. therefore they get both. They get the titillation of the joke, and yeah. and I think the same happens with Tracy Emin where. People, the fact they're calling it a sex tent or whatever, however they publicise <laughs> that was just very bad I should say also that. I keep hearing sextant as in sextant. like sextant. the piece of equipment <laughs> what is a sextant? it's like a measuring thing it's how ah. you measure heights I think I oh, thought it was a, a fountain. It looks like a photo. Um, it's like a that. camera. It's like an L shape, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. And they put it on a stand, those yeah. high vis. Yeah. A sextant. A sextant. <laughs> but there is a real, like, people really want to be shocked mm. by her. Mm. And I remember they were reading about the exhibition she did in Venice, which was the. Um, oh, the Biennale, or whatever, yeah. whatever you say it. 
and everyone was really anticipating what it was going to yeah. be and then actually it was it, some watercolours yeah. wasn't it yeah. and it got a really bad review saying just that by someone that I remember saying she was really upset about but it sort of said oh this is so tame we were expecting like mm. legs akimbo pubic yeah. hair the way she talked about pubic hair is really great because <laughs> she, she draws it so much of it in I really love that yeah. all her female nudes are really yeah got a big mercury on them yeah that feels really great (laughs) she talks about how she doesn't like being super explicit though with nudity which again surprises people i think Mm. um she won't graphically draw you know just the sexual body parts she sees the bodies as a whole because i think it's that thing of like actually people Mm. think that she is this shocking thing but she is actually incredibly sensitive so i think that that is the perspective that She's that not, comes out. Yeah, she's and not doing can, things to shock people. Yeah. She's just drawing or making work. That you she can is. tell that it's her whole lifeline that she'd kind of disappear if she wasn't yeah. being creative. Mm. Totally. And I know people like that, and I think people, unless you're like that, it's hard to understand mm. that it feels like if you can't make stuff, you just feel so depressed. You feel like you have no purpose. Mm. It really feels like she's one of those people that kind of would die without being able to do her work. Mm. Mm. It feels like it's a total extension of how she copes. It's that thing of, like, I remember my having a chat with my therapist about this where we were talking about the fact that, like, people don't look at the role of creativity in their own lives and their own yeah. well-being. Yeah. So Tracy Emin is clearly in this committed relationship with her mm. art, mm. And there are so many people who would benefit from that kind of relationship. Yeah. But they don't necessarily realise it or they haven't yeah. been they haven't had the opportunity to develop it in their own life. And again it's that thing of like it doesn't have to be it's the the capitalist thing of we think we have to do things in order to be successful and if we do something and it's not commercially successful then we failed. Mm. But really Art should be about your own relationship with yourself and that that connection, that, that making of something, mm-hmm. I think is like... Yeah, it's quite a spiritual thing, yeah. isn't it, really? It's how I, I agree, like... But I really struggle to create when I'm, when I'm depressed. I don't know if you struggle well, with that. It really depends, really, on the type of depression. <laughs> 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 What's going on? It depends on the weather, you know, yeah, the internal weather. Yeah. I, I definitely suffer from a kind of perfectionist. Like, even if I was going to thought, oh, I'll do some sketching or something. Just mm. if it's if it's not good, I, I like I scribble it out. You know, it's and I watch my nephew do it, and he's sort of seven. If That's the shark strange. isn't perfect, he just like gets really upset. And I think, oh, maybe that's something which is he's inherited. Genetic, maybe that's yeah. mm. everyone's got that. But, yeah, it's like having sort of compassion with yourself to make mistakes, I suppose, isn't it? If you're just creating for its own sake. That's what's wonderful about Tracy Emin in, like, the spelling in her work. Yeah. The fact that she never corrects it. I think that's, like, kind yeah. of a wonderful quality. That... Yeah, this, it's really brave, isn't it, to be like that? Um, I don't know, I wonder where she's where she's got that from. Because she doesn't seem to be willing to compromise on who she is. Mm. And she doesn't seem to be willing to um, sort of 
self-sacrifice or make herself smaller mm. to have a more kind of pleasant mm. time. I really admire that. Mm. I think that takes a particular... I'd love to be more like that. Less... Uh, I'd love to be less kind of... I'm getting better at it, being less compliant, I guess. Mm. I really admire that about mm. her. I mean, you are with your fart. Thank your you. little trump. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tracy would love that. Tracy would love Maybe that. Maybe she saw it. She oh my god! Did. She must have gone round. She probably did. Oh my god! What a what a thought. I mean, that's Grace, Grace and Perry—that's bloody big enough. He didn't only see it; he chose it. Well, it was in his cry. room, the yellow room. I don't know if you saw it. It was so amazing. I mean, I—I've heard some people sort of say it's a bit. Um, they find the exhibition a bit. I don't know what the word would be. I suppose it's a bit middle class, right? The whole thing, I guess. I mean, I think it's that's amazing because anyone can enter, and mm. you know, everyone does all over the world. Um, I can't Is wait it to just, go this year. Um, drawings? No, it's, I've never it's, been. It's all you'd love it. It's all mediums, so it's it's always it will be on this summer. Mm. I think it's June till end of August. Okay. Um, it's been going for two hundred years or something. Wow. So the varnishing day is is this huge tradition. I guess they didn't do it anymore, but in the old days yeah. they would have literally varnished. And then there was this huge. Um, there's a church service where they bless all the artists in St. James's, which is left over from the 1800s. I couldn't go because I was filming that thing, yeah. that horrible sh- that show I don't like filming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and th- I think that's when I decided I had to get out because mm. the idea that I couldn't be at Varnish, I couldn't get blessed because, because you were having of that to be fucking a... some mediocre show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is like the universe telling me. They it's don't time, yeah. yeah. But not with St. James's. So I never got my blessing. So, you know, maybe she can help. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Maybe she can help me get my Come blessing. Bless Imagine Tracy having blessing you or, like, being the officiant at oh, your wedding. Maybe. I would buzz off that. That would be amazing. I wonder if you spent time with her, whether you'd end up sort of rescuing her or whether she would be rescuing you. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Hard, I it's hard to tell, isn't it, with these people... My friend had it with Maria Bamford recently who met her and said that she was actually very, like, she had to comfort her. It's like, it's so fascinating because you, it's like we were saying earlier, you can't tell because you know, so you, because they're, not that the vulnerability is performed, but you also know there must be this really functional person there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you wouldn't, if you, you wouldn't know their name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. You have to get out of bed, get your pants on the right way yeah. and get out and do things. Yeah. Don't you? you have to be functioning. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell, but maybe like like we were saying, depending on the day of the week, you'd either come across as like, I mean, I can swing from real like grandiosity to sort of um, like just wanting help. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's such a sort of, I don't know, I just assume that's normal. I I I think think it it is is normal. But then I know some people, unless they're hiding it, who seem so... they seem very steady. Yeah. And they don't seem to have these big... It's all a performance, I reckon. I think so. Or they're kind of dead. Yeah, inside. they're yeah. dead emotionally, yeah. Yeah, they're cut off from the world. I think, I all, think they're male. all artists... All the men. They're just men. Yeah. Both, probably. So male friends. You've been spending like... too much time with your male friends. <laughs> that's the problem. Cut them out. Yeah. So that was Tracy Emin.
Thanks so much. It's been um, so good. Thank you so much. How, where can people find you? Me. Um, Are you on the Twitter? I am on Twitter. I <laughs> I find your tweets very amusing. Oh, thank you. I my old. I had one. Um, this is a ridiculous story. I'll tell you quickly. Maybe it will. Someone can help me. I had an old <laughs> account, and it got shut down. So people think that the new one isn't me because I'm not verified. Mm. Um, the old one was verified. It got shut. It, sound, it wasn't. It sounds really dodgy, but I put a picture up, and they said <laughs> okay. it was a copyright. <laughs> problem yeah and i i just didn't they kept sending an email i didn't read it and then one day they just said you've broken all these you've broken the copyright rule we've shut your no permanently thing down permanently and i have sent this was like four years ago so i just gave up yeah. and started a new one but i lost like all the followers and no. just started again and people quite regularly tweet me and say is this you though you're the real one and i yeah. I thought, yeah it is the other one still exists but i can't access it i mean the thing my whole life me and technology it's always gone wrong like <laughs> my whole you. life at university my first day you know, i went to the library to register and the woman said to me oh you've fallen off the system <laughs> and it, like, i feel like from that day from the age of 18 it's always what been did you like do this against technology that means it's trying to avenge you i don't know i'm just a real luddite so yeah. um just a, i am a woman on Twitter. of the world not of the not of <laughs> you're the... a woman of the trees yeah yeah I'm like a nature child <laughs> yeah. um i am on twitter all right so everyone else? go follow Katie i am Wicks. on instagram and you're she's funny on both of them and i, I recommend and i live in london you can see and me walking around you, London. You've got some books as well, haven't you? Oh, yes, I wrote this collection of monologue books. Um, they're called... What are they called? The Oberon Book of Comedy Monologues for Women. Oh, There's I've two got different vo- No way! Yeah. There's two different volumes. The books are pink and purple. You say that? I'm writing another book at the moment, but, I mean, I'm not... I don't know if I'm allowed... I mean, I say that like anyone fucking cares. <laughs> I mean, it's not... Like being announced publicly, mm. I know and they know. Yeah, <laughs> no one else knows. You're doing a thing. I'm doing a thing. It's terrifying. I, I'm convinced it's going to be awful. I'm so convinced. It's going to be fantastic. If it's anything like this conversation we've had, it's going yeah. to be wonderful. Oh, thank you, you are fantastic. Oh, thank you, guys. You've really made me feel good actually today. I really needed Likewise, that. Likewise, it's been really fun. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. Thanks. Woo!